podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back. After a week away to the Anfield Index podcast, it's episode 222 and I'm Trev Danny podcasting to you from the study in my home in a field in beautiful rural Ireland. I'm joined as ever for this show by Carl Kopak and Cam Branch. What's in the background, always observing and offering up his hot takes in the chat box, is Guy Drinkle. Now, there's something about the turn of the year, maybe it was the magnificence of the Reds, the delightful potentiality of what might be in 2019 whatever something clearly got to me earlier on and i almost went full branch and i pasted and copied and pasted two incredibly earnest quotations one from a german poet one from a scottish novelist into my notes for this show this evening but that came to my senses and i remember that one cheesemonger is enough for any show so i'm gonna leave that to cam and I've decided to end 2018's AIPs the way that we started them, by quoting hilariously awful literature at you. Now, listener, what I want you to do is sit uh, and cringe with Carl and Cam and Guy and myself and giggle at six of the worst novel openings in recorded history. And just before oh, we do sense. that, it would be it would be remiss of me not to uh, address Carl here briefly. Um, I just well, added well, well, the bad novels. Let's talk to Carl. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I probably could have phrased that more delicately. A little bit, but yeah. I, I, to be honest, look, I was just thinking, I've, I, I did the sums on it recently. I, I must have nearly a qu- three quarters of a million words worth of columns under my belt at this stage. I was doing the sums on it. It's like something like a ridiculous amount of columns, um, north of 400, nearly 500 columns. And I was just thinking about an average amount and blah, blah, blah. And so all of those, virtually all of them, I remember sitting, hitting send and thinking, I am happy with that. And the main reason I'm usually happy with it is the title and the first sentence and maybe the last sentence. They're the things that I really worry about. Now, as a novelist, and I could tell, probably should have been a bit more delicate in the way I phrased that, you must have stressed and fretted over the opening sentences to your books. I mean, it's not something you take lightly, is it? No, because basically you've got to say, in about 25 words, read this, this is going to be good, and I'm your mate. I'm going to yes. put my arm around you, and I'm going to guide you down here, and you're going to love it. Yes, now, you set this up beautifully. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I've got six of them, right? I didn't think I was going to go this long, but just seriously, they're worth your, they're worth your while. I'm going to give you just the name of the author, and I'm going to read the opening sentence, maybe two. I think it's usually one in each case from their respective novels. I'm not going to tell you what the novel's called, I'm not going to tell you what the genre is, because Christ knows you'll never get your hands on these things. The first one is by Ali Kawashima. And it goes like this. As the dark and mysterious stranger approached, Angela bit her lip anxiously, hoping with every nerve, cell and fiber of her being that this would be the one man who would understand, who would take her away from all this and who would not just squeeze her boob and make a loud honking noise as all the others had. (laughs) The payoff there at the end is quite wonderful. Next one. It's from that's, Jordan. That's, sorry, that's awful. Carry on. Yes. <laughs> that's <laughs> next awful. one. Next one is from one Jordan Catterley. 
Betty had eyes that said, come here. Lips that said, kiss me. Arms and a torso that said, hold me all night long. But the rest of her body said, fill at me, cover me in cornmeal and fry me in peanut oil. Romance wasn't very easy for a mermaid. <laughs> Any better? Calm what you're thinking? Come here. You having that? <laughs> Come here. You having that? Just, just, sounded, uh, just I, I had flashbacks. As soon as you said, Come here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the French technique. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I'm quite intrigued about the cornmeal. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's that all about? Anyway, next one is by a certain David Pepper. And it goes like this. As an ornithologist, George is fascinated by the fact that urine and feces mixed in birds' rectums to form a unified homogenous slurry that's expelled through defecation. Although eyeing Greta's face and sensing the reaction of the congregation, he immediately realized he should have used a different analogy to describe their relationship in his wedding vows. <laughs> I, I quite I, like that. I don't like that at all. I'm, re- I'm reading that. That's fine. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm reading sentence two there. I'm sorry. I'm not having that. That's the worst one ever. But anyway, let's get back. Next one is by Elizabeth Wenster. And there's a bit of a theme here uh, um, and to, to a couple of these I've noticed. This one goes like this. Sturban counted calcium bars in the storage chamber, wondering why women back on Earth paid him little attention. But up here, they seemed to adore him. In fact, six fresh maidens had already shown him their blinker. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting that book back on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two left for your delectation and your judgment, uh, like the like the academy uh, uh, judges that you are. Uh, next one's by Mary E. Patrick. As I gardened, gazing towards the autumnal sky, I longed to run my finger through the trail of mucus left by a single speckled slug, innocuously thrusting past my rhododendrons, and in feeling that warm slime be swept back to planet Alderaan, back into the tentacles of the alien who loved me. Nah? Yeah? That's odd. Keep going. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll be honest, I'll be honest, there's something about thrusting past my rhododendrons that kind of... <laughs> <laughs> they kind of sat out on me. And finally, and yes, there's definitely a theme here. There's definitely some sort of theme because the final one is by a man called Dan Winters and his novel begins as follows. Sex with Rachel after she turned 50 was like driving the last place team on the last day of the Editorod dog sled race. The point no longer the ride, but the finish, the difficulty, not the speed, but keeping all the parts moving in the right direction. Not to mention all that irritating barking. <laughs> so, sex with Rachel. There you go. Uh, it's 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 a lowbrow. It's a lowbrow way to open the pod. But, yeah. You know, and they probably I, uh, all, all of those people have sold more books than I have. Well, you see, there's no accounting for text, Carl. No, there's no accounting for. I'll tell you what, listeners. Let's well. try and change that. <laughs> yeah actually you know uh we've had this discussion before get your get your checkbooks out lads and buy some yeah. books yeah it's get busy uh, but, those, it's, all it's, those amazon vouchers you've got yeah <laughs> seriously quite seriously Carl, Carl Park, amazon have a look 
do do check it out carl you have a, an opening idea or two for us hopefully you're going to bring us back up out of the gutter not necessarily i was going to actually do a quote from um the one of the greatest comedy radio things ever which was uh, tony hancock um talking to the nurse played by june whitfield in the blood donor but i can't actually find the quote i want um so i thought obviously june whitfield died this weekend um I saw that yeah yeah the, yeah the, the age of 93 so uh, i can't find that so instead uh i'm going to quote from a film i saw this week that i don't see enough of and you'll get it straight away but i just love this scene yeah i stabbed the man in the heart i saw that brick killed a guy did you throw a trident yeah there were horses and a man on fire and i killed a guy with a trident brick i've been meaning to talk to you about that you should find yourself a safe house or a relative close by Lay low for a while because you're probably wanted for murder. <laughs> it's just one of my favourite scenes ever. I love uh, it so much. It's it's so brilliant because it's so underplayed. And uh, yeah. do you know what? I, I actually found myself a part of over uh, sort of earwigging on a discussion or whatever the equivalent of reading and earwigging is a discussion about Anchorman Two, the uh, that follow up one because it was, it's it, it's, it's turgid muck by comparison. Yeah. Because that first one is so fresh and like little scenes like that you just don't see coming, and it, it's it's really well written. But that that second thing is just awful, isn't it? By comparison, yeah, it's it, it's bad. So I, I watched it. There's little things that I missed, like you know they go into the fight with all the other news channels, and uh, this bit where they're all standing together, and you know they've all got like uh, machetes and things like that. And, and Ron turns to Brick. Brick's the best thing in it, uh, and, and says, "Brick, where did you get the hand grenade?" And he just goes. Oh. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I love that so much. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, to be fair, Carell's pretty much brilliant in most things he does. Yeah. Although I am kind of slightly, quietly nervous about that movie where he seems to be playing some sort of an action man. Uh, some d- dude he uses um action figures as therapy, and they've made an entire movie. About it. Have you seen the trailer for this? Oh uh, no. Let's that, let's yeah. put that on your on, on Trev's bookshelf. Yeah, I think, I think I think it needs to go back with all those other alien um, uh, sexual fantasists, and uh, we'll move swiftly on to 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 Mr. Branch. How are you getting on? I know your your signal is not the best tonight, Cam. Yeah, a few Wi-Fi issues at the moment, but um, it's okay at the moment. We'll see how we can get on though. Um, great day today. Um, uh, had a lovely cup of coffee with Brother Kopak. Yes, so, we had um, a chat. Yeah, we had a little chat. Came round. Uh, you met Mrs. B and uh, told her she was famous, and she yes. just scuttled off back into the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Scared. <laughs> scared. Yeah. A- actually scared at the idea that, you know, fans were turning up at the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, of course, a tr- tremendous parking by uh, Carl in the in the cul-de-sac. Uh, the way, the way I look at it is if there's two parking spaces, why bother with one? Exactly. Yeah. Tremendous. You know, no one's well, going to scratch the side of your car, are they? Well, well, look, just, just put yourself in the middle of the road. That's what I always say. Leave it. I will, I will happily admit to, in my workplace, uh, I go right into the corner of the car park and I go across too because I got myself a new car for the first time in my life and you can all fuck off and stay away from it. And I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I don't care that that's a bit mean or awkward or uncomfortable for a few people. There's plenty of parking spaces, so bugger off. That's the way I look at it, lads. I have to be honest. So nice. I'm all for the car. I'm all for the car school of parking. Anyway, Cam, um, you were you were telling us. No, no, yeah, that was it. So it was uh, it was great uh, that car was uh, in the vicinity earlier on, and um, 
still managed to make it back home in time safely and soundly to um, to record this pod with us tonight. So uh, yeah, there's there's, a, there's an unusual kind of potential um, uh, meeting of the tribes going on over the last couple of days between you, your little meet up, your little impromptu copa this evening, and uh, there's a distinct possibility, Carl, that myself and yourself might manage to grab a point and watch the Reds against City. I will, if, I will call. I will call that certainty. If my if my London my London um, um, uh, head shrinkers are are, uh, are amenable, that should that should work out lovely. And uh, so looking forward to that. And and, um, and, and, and I met Gags as well at the uh, Wolves game. Oh, did you recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob's yeah. into You you guys weren't in the same vicinity. You you're you're you're. Is your ticket floating about these days, Carl? No, no, no. Um, uh, I, I'm a well, my brother-in-law's a member at Anfield, so I go with him. But away, away ends. I just no. I just texted him and said, like, you know, I'm, you're going to this game, aren't you? I'm here, by the way. And ah, okay, right. Sorry, that yeah, was the Wolves we, game. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we we did the usual sort of. I'm here. Where are you? I'm by the burger van. You're not gags. I can't see you. Turn around, dickhead. It was one of those sorts of conversations. Right. <laughs> I'm literally standing behind you, watching you, Carl. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but get, listen. To be fair to gags, he's he's pushing on a bit now. He's got a big birthday coming up. It's about that time when you the the marbles start to to come a bit loose and and you know yeah. you, the the memory starts to go a bit. So look, you give me give him uh, give him a little bit of help. How old are there. you um, this week, Now um, you mentioned age, we may as well just get it. Get the. Come on, uh, I, can, I can remember the last one. Go on, I can remember the last one. So hold on, how old are you this week? Do you remember the last one? Yeah, I do. Let's see where yeah. we are. I'm actually, I'm actually my age this week. I'm actually my age. I feel every fucking bit of it, lads. So you're 13 I, years older than you were last week. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solid. Solid. I genuinely do. I, I listen from the 27th. I, I did my damnedest to eat most of the world's food um, for the week leading up to Christmas and the, the days around it. And I really, really noticed when I went back to the gym on the 27th, I've been dragging myself around there for the last couple of days. Now it's starting to get a little bit better today, but Jesus Christ, that is a slower process when you get a bit, um, when you get into your late 30s like I am now, you know, it really <laughs> he's is. Got, he's, he's gone back another seven. Now. He's gone back another seven, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the space of two sentences, yeah. you know. Don't uh, fucking pin me down. Don't pin me down. Uh, well, my quote, my quote, before it, before it disappears into oblivion. Yes. Yes, right, okay. Everyone hears stories about what it means to be a Liverpool player, but until you live it personally, you cannot really understand it. Right. I suppose that could be most articulate X-Reds. Um, is there anything else? Is a current player. Yeah. Uh, Start, starter. Guaranteed starter every week, if fit. Oh, oh Sorry, sorry. It's that time of the evening. Uh, is it? Is it from that recent Virgil interview? No. Uh, I, 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 is, I, is, it, is it Kevin Keegan? Yeah. Oh, oh, for God, sake. God. Did anybody happen to meet Kevin Keegan recently? I don't know, but Kevin Keegan happened to meet somebody. That's what it that, looked like. That's that's the thing, isn't it? Yes. Who, who are we talk about Kevin Keegan? Oh, yeah. I know Kevin. You're, you're Keegan, buddy. Yeah. You're yeah, mate. Okay. You're made kegsy. Yeah. Can I? Can I? Can I just uh, inform the listeners that we were treated in our uh, various uh, messaging uh, threads to a picture of the smuggest-looking copback you've ever seen, and a picture right behind him, leaning in as if he indeed were the fan 
of Kevin Keegan, Esquire, with a big shit-eating grin. Happy as Larry to be in the company of Mr. Kopak. And Carl, as I said, just absolutely like, yeah, this is what happens to me. (laughs) Kind of expression on his face. Yeah, yeah. Here, Here I am again with a European Cup winner. Sorry, Cam, but, uh, sorry. Uh, who could that possibly be then? Jordan? No, I said, well, I, I did say oh, guaranteed. You did say guaranteed, yeah, didn't you? I so did, I yeah. would say that would be... Man of the moment, come on. Roberto. Roberto. Was it? It's Bobby. Yeah, Robert. Bobby. Oh, nice. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, look, Bobby's going to feature, I would imagine, in our uh, selected highlight discussions because, you know, we are resolutely not a uh, moment by moment analysis show because we all take part in, in, in various other things and yeah carl you write about them and uh cam you're often on post-match shows i'm on raw all the time and, and, so. this, and this is my second podcast of the day was that so you and i both in, you and i in, both in, in two different cities though might have been, so. yeah yeah and poor old poor old guy in the background's listening um well ha- probably half listening as he watches the darts to my withering now for uh he's into his third hour because we just recorded the, the jan Mulby pod as well so i hear what you're saying and I think what we should be doing is what we do mostly when it comes to football and picking out individual things. And can I get the ball rolling by talking about the guy who was just mentioned there? And I know it's one that, that you wanted to talk about, Carl, so I'm quite happy to bring it up at the start. Um, for me, the moment of of uh, the match yesterday that I enjoyed the most, and this is quite this is saying quite something in terms of it having been a 5-1 win over a team who were uh, touted for being massively... Um, um, the coming thing uh, in, in possession of the, the league's top scorer and all the rest of it. Um, their long and beaten run, all those things, they were a coming force and we dispatched them ruthlessly, much as we did against Newcastle in the previous encounter. But for me, the moment of the entire match wasn't any of the individual bits of brilliance that we saw from our Reds that we are so hopeful about att- attaining something this season. It was, in fact, a moment that involved the crowd uh, and probably yourself, young Kapak, um, because what happened uh, towards the end of the match when Jordan Henderson tried yeah, to that, that, volley... That, 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 that's my moment of the match. By my when he tried to volley that all back that came from I think the goalkeeper Um, and he got it so hopelessly hopelessly wrong and there was a a couple of milliseconds of you know oh god uh, no it wasn't it it was the whole ground went well yeah yeah sure but but from Henderson's point of view probably a couple of milliseconds of wishing the the, the place would would open up and, and, and swallow him and then the crowd kicks into what the fucking hell was that yeah uh Yes, that's tremendous stuff. That's tremendous stuff. And when the hand goes up to acknowledge it from Hendo himself, that's probably the biggest cheer of the afternoon. Massive, I love yeah, all massive that. Massive cheer. Massive cheer. Like I love all that, man. That's that's exactly that's a sign of 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 a, of, of of that synthesis we talked about before between manager, crowd, and and team. I'm loving that. It was fantastic because obviously because he's probably the most maligned player at the club, um, but maybe Moreno and, and Dejan obviously. But um, yeah, it, it was a lovely moment of sort of, we're taking the piss out of you, mate, but it's fun, isn't it? And him basically saying, you're right to do that. Isn't this a laugh? And that and that's underplaying it. So I can't put it any better than that, really, but probably a lot worse. But it, it was just, it was a glorious moment of just sort of, um, um, yeah, you're right, lads. I looked an absolute prick there. Um, and the best thing about it for me is, Every single person in that ground, it's the feeling I got. Every single person in that ground 
would have done exactly the same as he did. Because that ball just sat. The ball, the, the keeper's off his line, and he thinks, if I put this in, then all better off for, like, you know, goal of the season. Forget Harry Kane yesterday. Forget uh, Ricardo against Man City. All bets are off. This one is going in, and he could not have got it worse. We talked about Mara and Fellaini. It wasn't as bad as Fellaini's shot, because this one did actually end in the direction it started in. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, it, it, that, I was hoping you'd say, like, that, that was just a beautiful moment. It was just nice. And obviously, if we were 5-1 up, and, you know, the game was long gone by that point. But, uh, yeah, that, that was just a... On an afternoon of smiles, that was the biggest smile. And, and, and un, an underrated sort of addendum to that was that only moments later, um, playing to the final whistle as this team does, getting Olaid as this team does right to the final whistle, uh, Henderson was involved in another attempt, which is much closer. And it was a yeah. decent effort, actually, yeah, at the that. end of a long run. And, you know, and I, you know, I love all that. I just, I, I, as you said, a, a much maligned figure, and it's it's lovely to see him with his, his head held coming on and playing a part. And... We may be seeing the evolution of this team now where that is exactly what his role will be for the majority of it, or we may not. Uh, and uh, the Man City game will tell a lot there when, it, when if it's going to be his his go-to guys as we've seen them um, uh, emerge or whether it's going to be Fabinho holding his place. I, I, I think his role in the squad is policeman. I really do. To stop people getting getting above themselves. You come back, fill in. You come back, fill in. Do this. Cover, cover, cover. Um, don't let this get to your head. I think he's like the metronome in our team. Yeah. I think, I think that's his job. Because all, all, all the other midfielders we've got, as has been pointed out a billion times, are front foot midfielders. Where Jordan, and, and he can be when he wants to be, but um, but he, mostly his job is basically to take it in and get rid. And um, I think that's his job within this team. And I, and I, was, I was made up when he came on, because that's what we need, because we were getting a bit sloppy. And, you know, mm. they were never going to come back, but we just yeah. wanted to sort of finish it strongly. And say, right, we're going to the last five minutes. We're not going to get sloppy. We're going to we're going to cover back even more. And he was shouting at people. Henderson was shouting a lot. And that that that's where you need him for things like that. Yeah, and look, the, the, whatever about the, I think an awful lot of people sort of um, beyond gleeful at the fact that it was Virgil who was striding out with the captain's armband and we never lose, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and and that can be whatever it is for people. That, uh, I have no interest in that debate this evening. The fact is, Jordan Henderson's club captain until the end of this season, and if and when there's a, a pot to be put in the press, he'll have lifted it. And um, I want him to be a, a happy camper and, and contributing. And it was nice to see. And Cam, your response to that and was if you want to segue out of that to another outstanding moment over the last couple of games because I believe since we spoke last we have um, Newcastle we have yesterday's win over Arsenal I think we have Wolves as well to talk about so whatever you want to uh, lean into there um, I think moment that stood out for me uh, aside from the Alison Becker pass uh, to Bobby that led to the goal uh, the whole the whole ground moaned by the way yeah, thinking what's he doing? The whole ground, no, no, the whole ground went. Oh, oh, right. Just that, yeah, it was one of them. Yeah, it was. It, 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 it was, was a, just in, just in. in your beauty. Yeah, and he's and he's hit it low as well. Yeah, he side volleyed it. He side volleyed it. Yeah, so that was that was a moment to be screaming. But I think that really stood out for me was a big Virgil at half time. Just uh, oh, that was lovely as well. Go down the tunnel, just getting in front of Mo, and just sorting out Socrates or whatever his name is, Socrates, mm. you know, and just saying, well, Socrates or whatever they say, um, and just saying to him, do one, otherwise, you know, you're going to be dealing with me. And at the same time, 
Mo's trying to say to Virgil, it's okay. And he's like, no, I'm not. I've, 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 I've heard a version of this about what happened. So basically, because of the penalty, and it's not, it's not a penalty, it's two penalties. He gets in twice. Yeah. Um, it's the stupidest thing he could have done in the world. And um, so he, he, I, one the version I've heard is that he basically went up to Mo and said, we're going to sort this out in the tunnel. Mo just looks at him and says, like, yeah, of course you are, mate. Uh, but, but Virgil heard it and legged it over and said, what did he say? And then Mo went, oh, just forget about it. And then Virgil just carried it on. And then Socrates, Socrates, Socrates whoever, um, just went a little bit quicker. <laughs> just went As you would. Faster. Yeah. As you would if you've got that coming after you. And again, yeah. you see, that's the kind of thing that feeds very much into that previous discussion about there's a leader. But a thing that has emerged in a lot of conversations I've had recently, lads, and I don't know how you feel about this, Cam, um, seeing as it's come from your point, is that, you know, it, it's almost a redundant argument now because I was just talking to you, and I'll be there in the previous one, about how many winners we have now. Lads, that you wouldn't be surprised to be talking at the end of their careers about having a lot of medals, like proper winners, not also ran fellas, not hard luck stories. Genuine lads who you would expect Lads of quality enough that you would expect are winners. And I know that sounds like a vague concept, but Graeme Sunez used to talk about it all the time, and he might have known what he was talking about as a player. Um, he, he was always talking about that. You need winners on the pitch. And that was what Sunez was. That's what Dalglish was. That's what Hansen was. So many of those lads around them. And we seem to have lads who could easily step up in that category now. What do you think about that as an idea? And Therefore, the captaincy thing, it's all a lovely concept and all the rest of it. But we've got those leaders everywhere, don't we? Yeah, I mean, they're all leaders in, in effect, aren't they? Because I think Andy Robbo has actually said as well um, that uh, if we have an issue on the pitch, we sort it out as soon as we possibly can, if, whether it be at half-time or, or, or at full-time. And it's done. It's dusted. Um, yeah. Because things get uh, said in the heat of the moment. But you don't take it too personally. You get on with it and you, 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 you know, resolve it. And it also goes back to the recruitment of the type of players we've been looking to sign. It, it, the mentality issue of it is, is huge. They're looking at these guys and they're thinking, are they going to fit into the ethos that we want? Are they going to be of that nature where they're going to be like, we, we have to win, not necessarily at all costs, but we have to be mentally strong. And I think I think that's huge. I mean, what do you think there, Carl? Well, we're not, we're not going to buy Balotelli again. No. Those, God, sort, no. Of, those, sort, those sorts of signings have gone now. You're, you're right, it, it is character-led. You'd rather, you'd rather buy character than ability because you can change ability. I, th- I, think, I think that's the main thing with him. Now, there's an example of that yesterday. So, so after their goal yesterday, and I'd like to say this, that goal was brilliant. The Arsenal yeah. goal was fantastic. Yeah, we said this earlier, didn't we? When we... Yeah. Sipping on coffee. When, when, we, when we wrote the original podcast for that, Trev. Yeah. Um, but um, they, they could all have a bollock in there because you know, Lovren makes a mistake. Uh, Robbo gets done. Uh, you know, he, doesn't, he can't get back in time. But, I, but I, I, I really think that basically the ball's so good, no one can get near it. Yeah. And there is, there's no... Because I watched them afterwards, immediately after that, and there's no shouting. They put the ball on the centre spot and they, and they wait for Arsenal to celebrate. And that's all they did. There was no recriminations. There was no panic. Yeah. There was just a sense of, okay, well, we weren't expecting that, but it's not a problem. Mm. And, to, and to be in that mindset when you're, particularly what happened because of what happened at Wembley earlier, to be in that particular mindset of just thinking, 
oh, do you know what? Tottenham got beat. If we lose this, we've really, you know, and, and, and get in their heads. They just didn't want to do that at all. They just thought, this team is mature enough to go, okay, well, there's only been 11 minutes. We're pretty good. I've, we've got nothing but faith to, but to put this behind us and go and win this game properly. It's almost as if to say, you've had your moment. That's what it felt like in the ground. You've had your moment. You've got your goal. It's a great goal. It had to be a great goal to get past us. But now the big boys are here. Now we're going to do this. That's what I wanted to ask you about, Carl, about the actual um, feeling that was going around in the ground. Because, uh, uh, you know, again, and this is my third or fourth pod in a row talking about this. I was really, really taken aback by the bullishness of, of supporters coming up to this game and how incredibly up, upbeat and optimistic they were that we weren't just going to beat them, we were going to blitz this lot. Uh, and it, 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 sits, it sits weirdly with me because, again, as I've said um, ad nauseum now, it's usually me who's the kind of mildly upbeat, positive one and hopeful idiot and happy, happy dope. Um but all everyone around me now has gone from being sort of morose and downbeat to completely and utterly certain that we're going to tonk every team that we play. That's what this lot have done to people. Um, and so I, I, I've, I'm, I'm a, a, not as much as you, but a veteran of many, many Anfield afternoons where you can feel the arse falling out of the place in terms of the feeling around the ground. If a goal goes in at the wrong time or we don't have faith in the team, you say that to, to, that was the fault. 2004 under Julio, where he yeah. played the, the most turgid football I've ever seen. And if 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 a lesser team came to Anfield and scored, people just sit down. Yeah, you felt it was done. Yeah, that's it. The best we can get is a point because there's no way. I felt, I felt that. I felt that under Hodgson. Yeah, oh God, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And yeah. the worst thing about Hodgson is he'd say, "Well, you know, they are a good team. You know, North, yeah. Northampton. What a side they were." Yeah. You know, and he compliments us. You know, they're, they're a formidable team. He said, "He said formidable." Right, but have you noticed? Have you noticed the way that you're speaking about about uh, uh, opposition recently as well? And it's not a way that you were doing it even last season. You got that old kind of feeling that I used to have, and that people used to articulate about. Listen, we're Liverpool. You deserve like you score against us. We're going to punish you for that. And that's kind of what I, that's that's what I'm 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 trying to get you get you into talking about here, both of you. This idea that we don't just have faith that we'll get back into this. It's like, we're going to do you now. You had the audacity to score against us. We are going to do you. And the foot never came off their throat for the entire no, match. No, I, I, it's a bit different for me because I, I, I was talking to my brother-in-law on the way to the ground and he said, what do you think? To that? And I said, I don't see how we lose. And that, that in itself is a massive statement. Because I kept thinking, they've drawn at Brighton and they've lost at Southampton. They, they can't, it's over-ambitious for them to think they'll win at Anfield based on their last two away games. But I, but I can tell you the other side of this. So it's just basically my brother-in-law requested that I say this. So my brother-in-law and my sister, had their favourite bet of all time was 5-1 because they once won 600 quid. When we beat Brighton 5-1 last year, my sister secretly put a tenner on and won about 600 quid or something like that. Oh, lovely, yeah. So every time we go through a game, my brother-in-law, because I've got the app on my phone, he hasn't got an account as such, he gives me a tenner and he says, put a tenner on, put a tenner on 5-1. We did that at Newcastle, we did that at United, we did that in the Derby, we did everything. We're in the pub yesterday, and he said to me, oh, uh, the, oh, the 5-1 bet. And I said to him, lad, save yourself a tenner, there's no way this is going to be 5-1. How did I feel when Firmino put the penalty in? <laughs> uh, why have you done that, considering you were like, there's no way we lose? Why, did you just think it would be a little bit tighter? Or, or... Well, to be honest, we've been saying this all season, the problem isn't the 5, it's the 1. 
Yes. And, and, and that's been the massive thing. And he, when, he, when it went to 3-1, he said, I, think, I can see Arsenal scoring again, to be honest, because their goal was that good, that maybe if they, they can do that. And, they looked uh, like I, they were going to get a second goal at some point. I thought it was, yeah. And, and Aubameyang yeah. did all he could to keep the ball out of, out of our net. What a clearance that was. What a beautiful oh, clearance. Incredible. I mean, the fact that he was offside took a little bit of the uh, pressure yeah, off. We, we were genuinely, that, that was the goal. That's the end I was at, actually. I'm genuinely disappointed that, didn't, that, that the flag went up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so um, yeah. So my brother would like to remind the world that um, he wasn't very happy, and there's 340 reasons why. Yeah. I Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's yeah. That's quite a few after-match points he could. So I was bullish, but I wasn't that bullish. Yeah. Yeah. What about yourself, Cam? I mean, did you did you buy into this thing? I mean, you, we're we're all we're all pretty much of of a, of a generation here in terms of we've been through an awful lot of kicks in the face, but yeah. we remember unlike an awful lot of people and God love them. I mean, some some of my best uh, um, Liverpool supporting uh, internet buddies are people who took up with the team under Hudson or just, you know, maybe when Kenny came back or just at the latter days of Rafa or whatever, and they've seen nothing but misery. God love them. You know what I mean? So how, how you know, as someone who's, who's, who's got both in the tank, how, how, how were you in the build up to the Arsenal game? And more to the point, looking forward towards this city match and the second half of the season. Let me just frame it for you before you answer. I just, I just got off a podcast where one of our childhood heroes was saying, "Look, we're winning this league. That's how he, that's how he put it. <laughs> we're winning this league. I don't see how Liverpool. They've just got too much." He said, "Um, they're 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 they're, not, they're just being. They're going to be too relentless." And Jesus Christ, I want to believe him. But I mean, where are you on the whole thing? Well, I'm not going to say we're going to win the league. Um, that's just too big a statement. Um, I'm just enjoying what I'm seeing right now. Get game in, game out, week in, week out. Um the the football we're playing it, it I mean I was saying to Carl earlier when we sat there, it, I don't think we're actually playing that well, but in a strange sort of way, we're playing brilliantly. Because it's a different type of football and I've not seen football like this since oh eight, oh nine under Rafa and the late eighties. Yeah, I take I, t- I take you back to the 80s because I think yeah. even under Rafa, there was a little bit, you were never going to put five or six past the team unless no. they were, they were no. you know what I mean? That's right. It was always a it was always a, a, a 2 nil sort of Rafa score, wasn't it? And it, it would just shut up shot from there because you're like, well, they're not, they might score one, but they're definitely not going to score two sort of thing. Not against the, you know, we were, we were so strong. We were very strong defensively under Rafa. So, um, I, I don't know. It's you know. I'd, I'd love to say yeah. You know, I think we're going to win the league. And uh, I saw a stat earlier that um, no, uh, no team has lost uh, the Premier League when they've been six points ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's it's all these stupid things. You you just start noticing them. Well, we, we we we've already disproved the whole uh, uh, at Christmas thing. So yeah, I'd be well, I'd be like you. I take those things with yeah. Twice, I, I, yeah. I I take those things with a pinch of salt. I'd be absolutely. Yeah. But you know what's interesting is the opposite to that is all these other stats where Liverpool never do this. Liverpool never do this. Liverpool yeah. always do this. The negative ones we put them to bed one after the other after yeah. the other this year. Um, this team is doing that thing that you've said. Maybe not winning in this spectacular, gloriously free flowing way that. The, the score lines would suggest, but 
but there's an efficiency about it that we've never seen before. Yeah, and and that's what makes it so intriguing. And what can this team genuinely actually achieve? And you think they could they they could quite easily dominate this season. They really could. And you know, I mean, we're going into games now, and should should we be fearful like we were before? Because if if this past year has given us anything, we know now we've we've got the best defence around. There's no doubt about it now. And when you have the best defence, everything else just falls into place nicely. And our midfield is now working with, um, you know, the, the subtle changes uh, Jürgen, Jürgen's making week in, week out. We know the front three are, are playing some delightful football being I mean, we've not mentioned Sadio Mane and how brilliant he has been in the last few games. Okay, he hasn't been getting getting the goals as such or the assists, but his all-round game and his play and his his the defensive work he's been putting in as well, it's been phenomenal. And it's it's oh, I, you know I'm just I'm just loving it, you know. And um, Thursday is going to be massive. Thursday, you know, Thursday. Well, it'll be Friday morning for me because I'll be in the motherland, as I said to you guys earlier. Um, but um, you know, Birmingham is not the motherland. Really. <laughs> 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 I can enjoy it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I've, got, I've got to ask, out of pure ignorance, how long is that flight? Uh, I leave at eight thirty tomorrow. Yeah. Night, and I arrive in the uh, next year. Uh, I, I do <laughs> yeah. arrive in the next year, funnily enough. Yeah. Uh, I arrive in Amritsar in Punjab at a quarter to two in the afternoon. They're five and a half hours ahead of us. So, Jesus uh, Christ. So, uh, you, you are then officially going to be the second time traveler of the th- of this three people who do the show. That's incredible. So, we've got now two people who can move across time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm joining you, Trev. That's amazing. That's amazing. Are you, you, you going to do you get younger, Cam, when you do that? <laughs> Cam, uh, first I, think, I think for me it will be the opposite, Carl. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't have the special abilities there. All right. Okay. So basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've you've, you've this. Um, is it is it going to be uh, a reasonable time for you to tune in? Will you get to tune in when you're out there? Oh, I'll, I'll watch every game. I won't miss a game. Don't, I don't care what the time is. I'm missing a game. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, let's just take a little m- a moment to talk about it because most people will have a chance to listen to this before the game because it is qu- still quite a few well, days. Before you do that, can I just point out, you know, we're talking about the, 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 about Liverpool not panicking and Liverpool doing great things on the pitch. Yeah. There was there was one fantastic moment. I tweeted about this yesterday and I'm pretty convinced this is the case. So Arsenal scored 11 minutes. We get the absolutely bizarre equaliser on 14 minutes, which I still can't understand. Oh, that ball's gone in, but it has. Um, what about Roberto Firmino's run for the second goal? I just swear to God, as they were all lying on the pitch around him, that as he hit that ball, he said in his thickest Scouse accent, fuck off! <laughs> and he that, I'm absolutely convinced that's the case. As in, 1-0 up, fuck off! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I that's love that. It, that. That's what it felt like. It's 1-0, <laughs> 
Yeah. Do, do you know what? It's it's again, if if I had to pick a moment, um, you know, there's there's big alleys pass out to Bobby as well, which is worth reveling on on, on, on a repeated basis. But just looking at some of the stills of that goal, as you say, just as he's about to thwack it and there is carnage all around him, bodies strewn left, right and center. And he's just in complete control. And, you know, there was a ball on Sadio Mane. He decided not to play it. He just kept going. And like you say, there's... Uh, well, we, were, we were screaming, pass it. Put, put him were, in, put him in. Of course, in. of course. Yeah, put him in, just put him in. It's dead easy. No, but, I'm going to do this. But, Carl, the, the the emphatic nature of that finish. Jesus yeah. Christ, it's beautiful. I, I, I said this earlier today elsewhere, but that's not a Firmino goal. He doesn't score goals like that. He, he's, a, he's a flick at the post type man, or, you know, he'll, he'll get the header in, or he'll... He'll have a shot from outside the box or something like that. He's not a run dribble, run, not run dribble scorer like my man, my mate Kevin Keegan, for example. Yeah, your um, mate Kexy, yeah, my, yeah. yeah. He, um, <laughs> he, he said to me today, Carl, that, I'm, that's my goal. <laughs> you, you know, you know that, you know that goal that uh, Firmino's going to score in three days. That was my type of goal, Carl. Wait, you're right, you're right, Kevin right, said. You're absolutely Is right. That, are you now uh, a time no, traveler no, as well? No, no. Hang on. <laughs> oh my God. I've got I've got down Danny's Tardis. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in the world? But no, that, that, but that's not a Roberto Firmino type goal. That's why everyone around me was going put 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 um put Mo in put put Sadio in. Yeah. Not not let's just do this because that was just, the, the reason it's so emphatic because I, I thought the sort of, I, I genuinely thought it was when you've lost the game haven't you lads because I've just done that. Yeah. And I and I haven't scored that for maybe what ninety seconds. Yeah, so I yeah. just thought I'd do that. Well, actually, it's it's a thing, and just just to labour the point, it's a thing I've kind of brought up already, but just just to emphasise it because this feeds into what you're saying. It's a thing you've brought up already. We've kind of spoken about it briefly, but just to get your take on this, Cam, about this aspect of the team because it's going to feed straight into the city thing because there's every chance we might go a goal behind the city. Um, there's a chance that we might go two goals behind the city, so it's going to feed into this conversation about city. That uh, thing that Jurgen Klopp talks about all the time, the anger. That's how he talks about it. Uh, uh, Carl has described it for that as that kind of fuck you attitude. You don't do that to us. Previous teams haven't been able to enact that because they haven't felt it. Um, even teams with Steven Gerrard in them haven't felt that. Um, this team does feel that. You can see it. Klopp's talking about it all the time. You know, having that anger. That's what he talks about. Um, there's a sort of a rage and indigna- indignation that you you don't do this to us. Um, and a, a ruthlessness. Um, I was speaking to Ian about this again in the previous show, this idea of punishing someone. And it's not about cruelty. It's about two lads in a ring, in a boxing match. You see someone have a show a bit of weakness, uh, start to protect one one of their sides, start to tuck in their chin because it's they're not too sure about it. You go for that. You absolutely go for that. And when we sensed that Arsenal were wavering, we just went for them, went for the neck. And it'll have to be the same with City, won't it? You've got to go for the jugular. You, know, you sniff an opportunity to pounce and to hurt them. You've got to take it. it I don't think City are that strong defensively as they could be. Uh, Fernandinho is back and that's huge for them because he's probably their most important player. But he's he might have a, a little niggle already. Um, after today's game, so uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, per- the, the perfect way to look at it is: Did you see what Ian Wright did? On no, a, talk talk to me about that. Yeah, I, I've yeah. heard mention of it, but I don't know what it was. Well, basically, 
when the second goal went in, he was like, why did we make them angry? Why did we annoy them? Why did we upset them? Why would we do that to them? And his point was, you score against us and it awakens something within us. We showed that in one of the previous games where, who was it, Cardiff? They scored against us, went 2-1 and then was suddenly Yeah, 2-1. Yeah, that was yeah, and when we battered them with a couple, couple of quick goals. And it's like, this team says to us, how dare you? Who do you think you are to score a goal against us? And that's what they did yesterday. They straight away, bang. And that is, that is the anger that Jürgen is talking about. Do not mess with us. Do not mess with us. But, but City's going to be different. City's going to be massively different because... They are good enough to do that. And um, I, I think it's a really, really interesting game because the thing I can't get out of my head about this was the fact that Guardiola came to Anfield for a point. And Liverpool don't have to win this game. We just don't have to at all. But the worst thing that can happen is Tottenham can get some points back on us that they've already given to us at the weekend. Yeah. Um, but the, I, I want to know is, can Liverpool play for a draw? Because I'm not entirely sure we can. I think we've got to go that way. And at the same time, I also think Jürgen can say, your 11 v my 11. I think my 11 can do yours. Because that's just the way he is. And he may have a point. I agree their defences. I'm not convinced by the left-back at all. Um, and he dropped stones today, didn't he? He didn't play stones at all. He, put, he brought company back in. Yeah, so so the, the team that went out today were um, shy of Kyle Walker, John Stones, Leroy Sané. They rested. Oh, by the way, put, put Kyle Walker in all day. Knock yourself they, out, lads. They they rested um, um, Kevin De Bruyne. Gabriel Jesus was on the bench as well. Yeah. Um, so they lined up with a back four of Zinchenko at left back, Danilo at right back, and company in Laporte. And you know they're going to make two changes there, as you say. But yeah. the, listen to that. This front six, and this is without Sané. They had David Silva, Fernandinho and Bernardo Silva. It's hard to argue with that as a midfield. And Raheem Sterling, Sergio Aguero and, and, and Riyad Mahrez. I mean, this is what I think people need to have a little bit of, a little bit of pull their necks in a little bit, have a little bit of manners, uh, as my dad used to say all the time when he thought we were getting the sort of ideas beyond our station. Um, and remember that this side were blitzing teams 6-7-0 um, for fun and looked as if, we were, um, lads were talking about goal difference, lads were crying that we'd never catch them, they were lamenting that it was a generationally good side. They didn't totally change, they've had a shit run of results, Carl. Wow, when you look at that last six, seven, eight games, it's remarkable. You don't, you, you, we couldn't have hoped for that many defeats, we couldn't have, um, but it's happened, and um, you know, you wouldn't want to be leaning in too heavily into the fact that they're going to keep doing that, would you? No, and, and also, it, it's worth saying, although I celebrated them massively, the, the two games they lost, two of the three, there's goals that I will never see scored against Man City ever again. The Andros Townsend one is incredible. But the, the Ricardo one from Leicester, no one's talking about that. Jeez, what a goal that is. What a goal, yeah. And and you know, it ended up at the, the, you know, the worst possible moment. And, for example, Tottenham lost because they were tired. I've got no question of that, because... A Tottenham side like that doesn't go 2-1 down. They're always going to score in the last minute or dive. And um, Sorry, Spurs fans, but you do. And yeah. uh, But to go 3-1 down just said, we're knackered. We are just knackered. Um, but this Man City side, they could beat us 3-0. And we could play, we could play the best game we could ever possibly play and they could still beat us 3-0. 
but it can also go the other way as well. I, I just find it really interesting about how we, what, what's our, what's our aim here? And I think it's basically, I mean, I could be completely wrong, and I sort of hope I am. I think our aim is be to just to be, don't get beat. Do you That's reckon? What, yeah, don't get beat. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and I think, if we get that, I'm happy. But as you said, can we do that? Do we know how to do that? Now, uh, it, you almost contradicted yourself uh, with an earlier sentence where you're talking about yeah. it was the it was the one in the in the five one that you were you were uh, cocking your eyebrow at because eight goals in twenty games is all we've conceded. Uh, we've said it before in this show. Two of them were gifts from the best keeper in the league. But but that's um, the rest of the league, not because the city, the city, and the the city and us, and then there's the rest of the league. I guess. Man, I Man guess. City, Man City can hurt you, and they, and they should have won at Anfield. They should have done. It's it's a it's a wonderful penalty for us. Couldn't be any better. Yeah, well, and you've you've heard that front six that I call out there, and that's without De Bruyne and Sane, who will come back in. I mean, it's. So Sane's it, going to be. I reckon Sane's going to be first sub. Do you reckon? Right, get, right. Get, get, them, get them tired, get Sonny on. That's what I'd do anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, whatever way you cut it, it's it's a ludicrous amount of talent. If they're on their game, we're, we're going to have to have uh, all of our back four doing their best things, but they have been doing it. You know, Carl, or Cam, I know you have something else you want to say about City before I go, do one final point and we'll get out of the football altogether. Yeah, City will feel that, they'll prob- that they probably need to win the game um, because they they can't afford to lose ground, and a draw really isn't any good for them. They 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 can't be relying on other teams to be taking points off us for their sake. This is the this is where we were say a few you know a couple of months back. We were thinking when a city going to slip up, when a city going to slip up. Can we take advantage of that? Now we know City can take advantage of that. It's almost like going back to the Champions League game last last year. City were behind. They had to come at they had to come at us. We beat them two one. No one ever talks about the fact that we won that game. Yeah. Mm. We actually won the game 2-1. Yeah, they, we, we had some luck. And we've had some tremendous luck this, you know, this season in particular. And we had some we had a, some luck in that game in that, that Sterling incident just before half time. So but we took advantage of it still. And we won the game. We we really as much as they have a, a wonderful attack. We've we've touched on it. We have a wonderful defence. Mm. But isn't and, that what isn't that what we do now, Cam? Isn't that just what this team does? This exactly. team just r- rises to whatever challenge. Think of all the different types of victory this team has eked out over the year. Um, last minute winners, uh, emphatic uh, victories, cynical one uh, nils when that was all that was required. Uh, victories where we're hanging in there and, as you say, riding our luck a bit. We've had all types of win. Th- these lads can do the lot. That, exactly, they, they've been doing it all season, and this is this is a Liverpool team. Like we said earlier, we've not ex- witnessed since the late 80s. They've got, they have, whether, you know, I don't want to sound like, you know, oh yeah, overconfident or bragging or because we've we've done nothing. We've achieved nothing. We've won nothing. But if you can't enjoy what they're doing right now and revel in it and live the moment, then what's the point of being a football fan? And right now, we are a brilliant football team. That, and, that's, and, that, that's exactly the point. Yeah. We, you know, we're probably, without sounding even more big-headed, I think right now we, we, we're probably the best football team in the world. Oh, Pep reckons we are. You saw that quote? 
Yeah. And I, 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 I say, why not? If it's good enough for Pep to say, it's definitely good enough for me to say. Yeah. Well, Pep's, Pep's never seen Hendon FC, but, you know, that's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not the greatest. Um, <laughs> um, you know, sample he's looking at there, but um, he, he's clearly never been down to Silver Jubilee Park. Yeah, but, well, uh, it, that that is a different, that's different, different uh, standard altogether. But, you know, you uh, also... hang, on, hang on, can I just say, by the way, we've got a yeah. striker called Ricardo German. We win. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's it. Game over. Yeah. Um, but to be fair as well, Pep is doing some uh, classic um, Paisley there. Uh, he's, he's served oh, us. Of course, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, no one's falling for, yeah. no no, no for that. But 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 look, I mean, you can continue to talk about City if you wish, Carl. But just to finish this out, there are two things that we didn't mention. And it would be sort of remiss not to. One is a guy that I know you and I have... Uh, taking great enjoyment from his play over the course of of, of, of his career. Uh, I think you were an early adapter like I was and a few people um, very quizzical about him at the start. Um, and that's Ginny Wijnaldum. And I thought uh, the magnificence of that fella over the last couple of games, uh, it, ball retention, strength, um, uh, recycling, uh, getting his foot in, he's just brilliant and it speaks volumes that he's first name on the team sheet for Jurgen every single bloody time it doesn't matter what midfield selection goes out he'll be in it um there's, I've, I've, I haven't seen such uh spectacular uh arse work uh in in decades he's remarkable just remarkable strength in the ball and the other thing that I want to mention you can choose to talk about these or not is that gesture by Salah um uh when Firmino has an opportunity for a penalty um, or an opportunity for a hat-trick and the nominal penalty takers on the field and he hands him the ball. These are a decent set of lads with a real team thing going on. And I think those little margins make a difference when it comes to the lads winning something. There's something else as well, actually, which uh, I will talk about with Alden, but the, um, there's something else. When, when Mane went off, for some reason he ran, he ran over to talk to Van Dijk instead they shook hands and he ran out of his way to go and speak to Van Dijk before he went off right now, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's an armband thing but I don't think he got the armband off I might be wrong because obviously Henderson came on yeah but he did he, he gave the armband oh they, but, they, but they had yeah. a chat they had a little chat with each other and I thought that's nice I don't know what they're about that's quite nice I'm not, I'm not convinced the fact that the, that the manager was happy with the, the penalty thing um, I'm not convinced about that at all but I'd rather talk about Gini Ronaldo. And the best thing we can say about him is yesterday, a lad scored a hat-trick. He won the game in two minutes yesterday and he wasn't the man of the match. Mm-hmm. That's how good Gini Ronaldo was yesterday. And for me, it's not just the ability or, or the way that he uses the ball or he uses space. It's his decision-making. That performance yesterday, and he's up against Torreira and he's up against Ramsey and they're, they're players. They are proper players. Granite Jacket, maybe not quite so much. Um, was it 13 red yellow cards he got yesterday um, yeah but, should have uh, been a red too yeah it should have been yeah but um, Gene Ronaldo just he, he, he never ran into a trap he just every single time he got the ball and he just knew where everyone was all the time and I, again I apologise to people who have heard me on, on other podcasts but the, the thing about this is, is there's three times this season I've said that's his best game in a Liverpool shirt and I thought against Napoli that was his best game in a Liverpool. Yeah, you were right. You were right each time, and that's yeah. that's the best thing about it. And, and and yesterday was the best I've ever seen him in a Liverpool shirt. Mm. Mm. He, he was just absolutely imperious in the middle of that park yesterday. And I made the point before that no matter what the how you make up the midfield, do you make it slightly more solid, or do you go front foot? 
Wijnaldum's always the common denominator, and you can see why. Mm. And talk about leaders. If you've got a lad in the middle there who can just, you just know he's just going to be 8 out of 10, 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 8 out of 10, then that's what Liverpool will be missing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things Liverpool are going to be missing, uh, Cam, just to finish it off, guys, after pinging us into the chat box here, that uh, Solanke is maybe having a medical a palace. It is, according to the Mail, who should be always... Uh, Hodgson mentioned it. They said it's been done by the chairman. Hodgson mentioned it on the radio before. Honestly, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Actually, can I add something to that? Yeah. He said, because I listened to the whole game on the radio because I've been driving all bloody day. And uh, he said... Um, he said, oh, uh, uh, we thought we put Connor Wickham on for an extra man on pool. And, you know, we, we tried to get something off him, but it didn't quite work out. But, you know, I thought we did really well in that department. And for the previous half hour, Chris sort of been saying, they put a big lad up front. Not once did they go long to him. Not once. Why have they put him <laughs> on the pitch? And yeah. there's Hudson straight, you know, completely, you know, without ignoring him. Yeah, I thought he did very well. It didn't quite work out. And then, then, and then he said, I didn't think it would. <laughs> that, oh, Haji! Oh, I wasn't convinced it would work, to be honest. Yeah, it's well, it's what you can enjoy that fucking dope. Now it's great. You can yeah. just you can just enjoy him, but whatever. but he has been Man City. Yeah, yeah. Man City on their own ground. The the concept cam of of uh, of of Solanke heading off. I mean, he's he's not getting a look in. Divock seems to be the the go to third or fourth choice guy up there. There's no point in keeping him around if he can get some first-team football, is there? No, none whatsoever. I mean, he's not even really been mentioned this season. So we've signed him for a reason. Um, that you know, the club have identified him as a uh, a future prospect for us. Uh, he needs game time. He needs minutes. And uh, Palace, are, you know, they're a mid-table club now, aren't they? Really under under Hodgson. So um, playing the- at home. Pardon. They've scored five goals at home in the league. Five goals at home? They're, they're flying. Yeah. yeah for Hodgson. That's for his That is a Northampton-esque. It's a utopia, I think. How do you yeah, recall? No, that, 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 that's, that's, the, that's the dream, isn't it, Northampton? That, that's what you're going to be aiming for there. Not Hendon Town, yeah? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Obviously, Hendon's the highest one. There's no yeah. way. There's no way that Hodgson will come to Silver Jubilee Park and expect anything at all. Okay. You're, you're, you're. I'm, I'm getting the distinct impression um, from the comparatively uh, a happy uh, head on you sending Dom off, and from the fact that Carl said nothing. Um, well, he kind of has said something here in the in the text. The, uh, and are we hopeful that Dom Solanke will 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 do the business at Liverpool again? Does he have a Divock Origi moment in his future? Um, what do you think, Cam? First of all. I just think you. I don't think he'll be a regular first team starter for us. I haven't seen anything in his game to suggest that. Um, yeah. He does well at the, the lower levels, you know, when he's playing for like the England under twenty ones or under twenty threes, whatever it is. Uh, he's he's quite prolific. Um, I'd be more interested in uh, bringing through uh, the likes of Ruben Brewster. Yeah, yeah. Or or maybe is there any danger we might ever give Harry Wilson a go? Uh, just seeing. I, I mean, he he scores bangers for fun, yeah. but yeah. what is his all-round game like? I don't know. Don't know. So I, I haven't watched Derby enough to, even though yeah. they are my second team. So, but you know, that's a strange sentence. You can't just leave us on that one. What, what was the what was the connection there before? Um, my primary school teacher was a uh, Mrs. Yeah, 
Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. I remember now. I remember uh, that. David Nish's David Nish. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember now. Um, so basically, that's the last of the individual notes I've written down was Ginny and his magic arse. Uh, I've got nothing else to talk about football wise that I want to bring up with you, unless either of you two do. We're kind of hitting close to the hour mark now. I want to ask you about New Year's resolutions in a minute, but is there any football thing that you want, either of you want to mention before we move on? One tiny thing. Yeah. Um, and just because it was such a beautiful moment at Wolves. When Adama Traore was running down the wing, and uh, if you haven't been to Molyneux, the away fans are on the side of the pitch, right the way down the length of the stand, and um, getting very wet. Yeah, very, very wet indeed. Thank you. And Adama <laughs> well, you Traore, did send me a picture to. Yeah, I sent, you, I, sent, I sent you a lovely picture of the rain cascading off the roof of the stand. Yeah, um, Adama Traore, he's legging it down the side, and because we were so close to it, that Virgil Van Dijk wasn't running. He was like trotting next to him. And I swear to God, he looked him in the eye as if to say, what are you going to do with that? Honestly, if the most intimidating thing I've ever done. Because like, basically you could say, if you're going to go near post, my keeper's going to stop you. If you're going to put that in the corner, you can't because I'm here. The best thing that you're going to do is drag that shot wide. He was looking at him. It, the look on his face was, was just, it was respectful. Contempt. Uh, yeah, respectful contempt. I said, go, go on then, you're on your own. What are you going to do with that? Nothing. He tracked it wide. And you can see this from the stand. That's glorious. Yeah, because it's um, Molyneux, the stand, it, it, there's something only like about, what, 20 rows, something like that. So it's not right. a very big stand at all. It's just a very long, thin stand rather than, you know, what you're all congregated in two blocks behind the goal or something. Yeah. You, you're yeah. really, really stretched out. You can see it in his face. He wasn't even looking at the ball. It was, go on then. Oh, yeah. marvellous. And that lad's quick, by the way. That lad is very, very quick. Yeah, listen, he's that's he's the one rapping. thing. Yeah, yeah big lads balls, by the way. Big lads. Yeah, yeah. They're huge those blokes. Yeah, they very... play football. They can. They're a good footballing team. Yeah, you know, as shown, against, as, as shown against Spurs. The, yeah. the finish for their third goal yesterday. I'd take that all day. Well, well the second was that. a bit soft, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, very. Yeah. Well, let's... I did ruin it by laughing loudly at the time. But... <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll have some more Wolves chat in our immediate future with the FA Cup match coming up. So we'll probably by the next time we chat to each other, we'll probably be reflecting. Are we on... all playing in that though? I, I really hope we are. Yeah. I, I think I think Cam's getting. There. I, I'm flying I'm back. Shut, yeah, shut I'm... the flight back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Another club have laid on a, a G4 for them. Ah, so. yes, yeah. That's the way. That's the yeah. way. Yeah. Right. We're going to see Drinkle the stopper. <laughs> uh, legendary legendary yeah. uh, he, he, he's, he's such a stroller he actually has the darts on in his earpiece as he's because yeah, he, exactly, yeah. uh, he listens to the darts guy yeah, yeah. it's always a great listen isn't it <laughs> it's always a great listen <laughs> the reason I say that by the way listeners is because um, when I was driving today Talk Sport had the darts on the radio and I can't think of a, a worse waste of time than that yeah, it's a remarkable thing, but you know, fair play. Uh, people get their jollies in funny ways. Speaking of which, and this is to, to kind of outro us because we are now north of the hour mark. Um, Mr. Branch, I know you're a lad who's heading off uh, in this early part of 2019 for a while, but like all the rest of us, I wonder, do you, do you ever consider, do you toy with New Year resolutions? Do you think they're a good idea or a bad idea, first of all? Have you had any... Uh, this year and uh, what was your biggest success and biggest failure um there's quite a lot going on there but i think it's all fairly manageable so new year's resolutions first of all are they a thing that you engage in no 
Not at all. No, not at all. And what's, what's the, the end of, What's the end of that then? What's your rationale? <laughs> what's, what's what's your rationale behind that? Um, I, I because I know I I'll never I'll never follow it through. Uh, well, I, well, hang on, hang on. This this speaks to a past where you tried something and it failed. I, I can't remember if I have. Or, I'll be honest with you. I can't remember if I have or haven't. Um, but I just know I'm that type of person. I'll, I'm one of those. I'll either I'll do it for I do things for a little while, then I will stop. I get I just think uh, what's the point, and then then I go back to, back into it. It's like say me going to the gym now. I'll I'll do it for two three months, and then I'll I'll stop for a month or two. Then I'll do two, three months and stop for a month or two, and and I'm 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 pretty certain I'd be the same with New Year's resolution. It shouldn't be for me. It's you should always be trying to better yourselves every day, yeah. rather than just say, oh well, oh it's October now. Oh, I'll just carry on for the next fr- three months and be a prick, and then come <laughs> come, come January the first, I'll be I'll be a saint. <laughs> you know, prick the whole year. What does it, difference does it make? You've just, got... you've, you've, you've just described my last week because I've gone this. Should I start eating healthy now? Well, there's a chocolate orange in the fridge. Yeah. When did yeah. I start on New Year's Eve? Even New Year's Day. Sorry, it'd be a lot easier. It's. Do you know what? It's. It's an interesting thing. Um. It's an interesting thing, and I think you've kind of put your head in psychologically. Well, I could never commit to those things either. Camos was it sort of a pride about like why the fuck do I need to do it on the first of January? I'm trying to be the best version of myself most of the year so fuck off with that i do however see that on the turn of a year and all the psychological stuff that goes with that it can have a, a sort of a, an impact for some people yeah. carl i'm i'm doubting if you're one of them or are you i'm um yeah i've got I've, I've got some plans so um i've got a meeting soon with my taekwondo instructor and we're discussing whether i become a third dan or not ah okay um and he said, to do that, I've got to pick something I want to do. And I've been thinking about doing the uh, the sparring and the, and the fighting rather than, you know, I'm, I'm very big on patterns. That's a big thing. Um, or technique or something like that. And I think I, I really enjoy sparring. So um, I think I'm I used to love the tournaments. Working on that. Love doing it. Yeah. I used to love tournaments as well. Tournament fighting was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I can't do that because I've got aneurysm, so I can't compete. But. Um, I think I'd like to get fit enough to do that again properly. And with, spar- with sparring, are we looking at in 2019 where um, it's not just uh, running injuries that you have uh, where, you, where you, you, you do damage to your arm? Is, is, is it the type of thing that you've got to really be on your metal or you could hurt yourself? Yeah, and it's also a lot of stretching as well because of the kicks. Yeah, okay, okay, and okay. I'm, 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 I used to be flexible, but I'm not at all now. Because um, I keep getting injured when I'm running and stuff, so, so uh, I'm, I'm going to go zero tolerance on that. I think is that a thing that's just natural to humans? I know you can do a little bit around it, but I mean, ironically, I probably haven't been as fit as I've ever as I've been for the last couple of years. This is as fit as I've ever been in my life, and I always try to keep fit and play sport and all that kind of stuff. But I've been really leaning into the gym in the last few years just because the other shit with my stupid brain was annoying me so much and. I have, I am the least flexible human I think God ever invented. I can't do it. I just can't do it. It's not a thing for me. And I, I do try, obviously I can stretch and all the rest of it. But have you found that, Carla, is it just certain people are just naturally bad? There's, well, obviously I teach Taekwondo. So this is nothing I teach more than train these days. And, and it's beginning to show, shall we say. Right. And um, so when we get the kids to stretch at the end, you can tell if anyone's coordinated by watching them do a star jump. 
you can tell straight away if someone's going to be good by watching them do a star jump because yeah, 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 yeah. you can just tell yeah. there is a kid in my class she is i won't name her i'd say she's about t- nine or ten and every time she stretches i always say to my instructor sir blah 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 is cheating again because <laughs> her feet couldn't be any further apart and her nose is practically on the floor Right, and she's she's just got that flexibility, and I don't have that. Yeah, I'm all I'm all shoulders and quads and things. Yeah, there you go. Also, so that's that's the that's that's the answer to it. Then they're, obviously there are just people who are naturally yeah uh, naturally flexible. I don't know. Yeah, it's not it's not for me. That yeah, my eleven year old can do the splits. Oh yeah, yeah. She she we had her in gymnastics for uh, like dancing classes for a while, um, yeah. and now she's doing a her uncle is a a kickboxer instructor so she's at the kickboxing classes with the little man so uh, yeah she can do the splits and it and it pees me off massively because i did taekwondo for about four or five years and the closest i got to the splits was about six inches off the ground which was still pretty cool Uh, i I know what the splits are that's about as far as i've got (laughs) (laughs) i like an orange split in the summer and that's as far as it goes (laughs) strawberry Uh, a strawberry split, <laughs> strawberry split was lovely. I've never yes, had a yep. strawberry split. Oh, well, I must, I must, I've got to, we, we, they, they, they don't exist in Ireland. We only get black and white television and all that shit, you know. Um, and Tato Crisps, for some reason I never understand is now a big cultural thing in Ireland. Yeah, well, it kind of always has been, yeah. I, well, I know that because when Irish people come over here, they say, oh, there's this bar I can go to and they sell Tato Crisps. And I've had them and they're crisps. Yeah, look, dude, there's a there's a subtle variation. Don't take on an Irish man about potatoes. <laughs> no, that, that is true. No, no, that's a but, but, but what Let's I'm saying is, when, when, I, when I see you on Thursday, if we're going to do a round, if we're going to go round pubs finding out what crisps they sell, then you yeah. can watch it with somebody else, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> if you start doing Google hits yeah. for who sells tato crisps in Ireland, sorry, in, no. in, in London. I, I am not that slavish. I'm not that slavish. Actually, I, know some people, you, I know people who are. I'll tell you what, New Year's resolution. I'll give up crisps. Oh, fuck you. You've said it now on air. I know. That, that is my biggest poison. Yeah, me I'm, too. I'm, I'm, and I'm, as, I'm, as, as, as a result, I'm, I'm never I'm, doing it. I, I'm never doing it because of that. And, and bread's my other one. And as a result, I'm never even going to promise that I give it up because I fucking love bread and I love crisps. And we could all be skittled by a bus tomorrow. So fuck off. I'm having bread. I'm going to have that 20 packs now to make yeah. up for the next month. <laughs> you're gonna, so you're going to be a prick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, before we finish up, because guys probably sitting in the background going, the fucking dart is on. These sh- shitheads are still talking. Just last thing. Um, uh, Netflix recommendations. We haven't done one in ages. I want to get one from each of you. So much shit I haven't seen. I haven't. Ca- I haven't. I'm only catching up on series two of The Sinner now. I have one episode left so far. It's good, but it's not as good as the first one. Um, I would say yeah, but you know, it's not brilliant. So I don't have anything great that I can recommend. Uh, I don't think so. That I watched Netflix recently. I did watch the first two of that BBC drama, The ABC Murders, with John Malkovich as Poirot, and I freaking missed the last one, and I don't have iPlayer, and I am raging. So there are two completely incomplete um, uh, recommendations from me. Uh, Cam, you love your telly. Anything on Netflix lately? Um, oh, I'm just trying to think. Uh, I started watching The Good Place. That's quite interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, not sure what you think of that. Um 
Yeah, so The Good Place is quite intriguing. I'm on series two of that. But this one's just, I've, I've uh, suddenly found uh, This Is Us, but it's not on Netflix. It is a, that's on Amazon. Uh, season two I'm on, just started that. And that that is really good. Really, really good. So Got a, um, got a quick question for you, because I'm flirting yeah. with the concept of, of an Amazon subscription. Is it the same price as Netflix or is it more expensive? I don't have an Amazon subscription, Mr. Downing. I have um, other. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's got a mate called Terry. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, guy, you may want to edit that bit because we don't want, we don't want Mister Branch getting in trouble with the law. Carl, <laughs> your your uh, your your Netflix or other uh, uh, recommendation just to see us out. T- Terry can also sort you out with Tato crisps. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go, man. Let it's, it go. In, in Actually, the Kaminsky. What was that Kaminsky one? You were the one I recommend. The Kaminsky. Yeah, that was, that's class. Right? That was yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. Alan, yeah, Michael, Michael, Michael Douglas. Douglas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's my next one. I'm gonna watch that. Um, I, well, obviously, I've been home for for the last nine days or so. My mum's got Netflix, and you know when you watch things on Netflix, it recommends things for you. My mum scares the hell out of me. Every single <laughs> one was a murder drama. Honestly, <laughs> of course, it was. of course. Where I get it from Christ Almighty. I said to her, "Mum, what do you want to watch? I'll be watching that thing about the drug cartel where they all get shot in the head." Oh, great. <laughs> Enjoy that. She's she's seventy, my mum. Bloody hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been watching The Innocent Man or well, The Innocent the, Men or whatever it's called that's on my list yeah, yeah. oh I don't even uh, know what that is John Grisham okay yeah and it's um, uh, it's based on a true story it's um, um, maybe it's not called that it's got, it's got the way The Innocent's in the title anyway uh, it's, it's about two men who are arrested for the murder of two women and um, on very very unsafe ground shall we say and uh, I've got two more of those to watch uh, I thought that was pretty good, but um, I've been away from my own Netflix now for nine days. So uh, t- tomorrow I'm not going out on New Year's Eve. I am just going to watch telly all day. Oh, that's a and good then, one. And, and then let's get around to some New Year's resolutions. Yeah, no, that's a good one because um, going out on New Year's Eve, I think unless you're under 22, is a complete mistake. <laughs> yeah. It's a bad mistake. Stay you're in. You're all right, then, I am I'm, I'm I'm always all right. That's I never go that low. Uh, but <laughs> well, I, 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 presumably, Trev, you can just go back in time and no matter where you are anyway. So yeah. well, that, that is, is my point. Yeah, no, no, no. Fair enough, but I, I don't want to. That's my point uh, because uh, oh, I just can't be so doing. You're, you're just thinking like an old man now, and you're not an old man. I was thinking oh, like this from I was thinking like that from the age of twenty two when I had a shit okay. in and the previous year was shit and the previous year was shit. I think the last good New Year's Eve I had was when I was eighteen. I didn't know what end was up. So yeah, not really for me. I have to say maybe it, that maybe I am acting like a. We, we generally go to the uh, the the Goodwater Sikh temple. Oh yeah, yeah. That's how we see the New Year, and obviously this year I won't. But that's what we tend to do. I I I sit on my couch. And I watch Jules Holland, and probably have a cup of tea. Uh, that's that's how how. Uh, but 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 tomorrow night uh, or whatever night it is, I'm gonna have the finest wines known to humanity. Oh, uh, I've I've got some work to do with the chocolate orange. Oh yes, <laughs> I'm going to Hendon. Yay! <laughs> that's a date right let's finish up this episode of the Anfield Index podcast before we go it's customary for me to ask the lads if they've got anything that they want to uh, mention plug whatever so Carl any thoughts final I want to talk about I'm going to make a bit of a change now I want to talk about a charity called Wirral Ark which is a homeless charity in Liverpool um, and they're in desperate need of your help please look them up online
Love it, love it. Um, please make a point of doing that, folks. Um, Cam, we're all, we're all arc. We're all arc. Okay, great yep. stuff. Cam, two things. Um, firstly, to all uh, our AI uh, listeners, uh, please do have a fantastic New Year. Stay safe if you do go out uh, tomorrow. Enjoy it, uh, revel in it, and enjoy the football that. Uh, Jürgen and and the men are are producing and uh, may you all have a healthy and a happy new year with new Um, books lots of new books lots of new books Uh, there's a couple of good ones on Amazon Kindle I think the the uh, author's uh, surname is Kopak Uh, look it up not bad oh I'll do that yeah I'll have a look yeah yeah yeah. nice one and my quote to finish my final quote of the year go on New Year's Day a fresh start a new chapter in life waiting to be written. New questions to be asked, embraced and loved. Answers to be discovered and then lived in this transformative year of delight and self-discovery. Today, carve out a quiet interlude for yourself in which to dream, pen in hand. Only dreams give birth to change. Well, isn't that delightful? And who's that from? Or is it just internet man? Woman. Internet man, woman. I think it was a woman, Sarah, someone, I can't remember. God bless Su- you, Sarah. Susan, 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 I'm sure it was Susan, sorry. Okay, well, Susan knows what she's on about. She's telling you to make some plans. It's never as bad as it seems. And all those other lovely cheesy sentiments that we like at the end of a year. And on that note, we should finish up with me thanking you, our lovely listeners, for the support you've given us over 2018. It's much appreciated, as Cam says, as Carl says. Uh, we hope you have the finest of New Year's Eve celebrations and a brilliant 2019 with us listening as hopefully the Reds go on to success for the first time in a long time. And there's a feeling going around that it's hard to shake. Um, So let's hope that we can enjoy and revel in that together in 2019. I've been Trev Downey. Until we speak to you again, be kind to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there. Podcast Network.